you're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is summertime and we're in full swing here. And I realize that we normally during summertime, it's more of an invitation to play, to get outside and to do things that you may not normally do throughout the rest of the year. I particularly love this time of year because it reminds me to play and to embrace more of this like childlike side. I have memories of running around the neighborhood with other kids, playing roller hockey across the street, getting bruised up, coming inside very dirty. (laughs) I remember running through the sprinklers, roasting marshmallows, playing games with my friends and my family. And this just brings up so much lightness and fun and just a sense of joy into my body when I think about these memories. And I want to invite you to do that for just a moment. Take a a moment to remember those times that you used to play. Perhaps it was a kid or maybe you're good at this right now and you it was like this last weekend or yesterday. But I want you to just feel that in your body. What does it feel like for you to play? I think as adults, we lose the sense to play. And as kids, because we have a summer break, we have this built-in time off, um, this time off of routine, we have that built-in invitation to play. So as we become adults, we tend to lose this built-in time because no one's telling us, hey, take off the summer. (laughs) And along with it, we lose our sense of play. And I find that as I'm talking to my clients that This is something that just naturally they end up increasing in their life. You know, we rate different areas of our life. But when we first start working together, this is usually rated pretty low when we look at just the play, the level of play in their life. And when they leave about six months later, we see this increase pretty substantially. And I got really curious why, because it's not something that we technically focus on when we say, okay, like how do we create more play in our life? But I realized that it's really just the experience of our work and our life. And so I want you to consider for a moment that having more play in your life doesn't mean that you need to take more time off, although it could, but it doesn't, it's not a necessity. It's really a perspective of how you approach things. And just like, work-life balances. You know, we sometimes think that work-life balance is a specific 
you know, amount of hours that we're working and then a specific amount of time that we have off. And consider that it's really the experience of your work in your life. And these things really go hand in hand. Like it's really the same conversation when we're thinking about increasing more play or increasing more balance is that it's our perception. It's how we're approaching things. It's how we're showing up within our work and in our life. So I'll give you an example here. It's just like if you and I were to hike up a mountain together and the whole time we're hiking up this mountain, I am moaning and complaining, saying my feet hurt, that it's hot outside, that there's bugs and it's just not fun. And I'm just complaining every minute on the minute. Whereas you are taking in the nature, you're enjoying the fresh air, you're taking some deep breaths. Maybe you even pause on your way up to catch your breath and look out and see how far you've come. And you're like, wow, look at this view. This is amazing. And you're practicing gratitude because you're like, man, I'm so grateful that I have these strong legs to walk up this mountain and I am in shape and I can get up this mountain. And you and I are walking up the mountain and your experience is a lovely experience, whereas mine is not so much of a lovely experience. And we still, both of us, make it to the top of the mountain. Now, if you got to choose what experience you had, would you choose my experience or would you choose your experience? I would venture to say that you probably would choose your experience. That sounds a lot better and a lot more pleasurable than my experience. What was the difference? The only difference was what each person was focusing on and how they were showing up in the situation. All circumstances are the same. It's how the person is showing up in the situation. And this comes down, we can apply it. I could apply it to so many things. We could apply it to so many different things. But I want you to just think about this for a moment when it comes to your experience of play or work-life balance or whatever you want to achieve. It matters how you're showing up and what you're focusing on. So let's bring it back and we'll, we'll come back to this in just a moment, but let's bring it back to this idea of play and losing our sense of play. Well, when we were a kid, you just showed up as a child and you played. And you weren't focusing on when you had to go back to school or what you had to read or if you were behind or ahead in school or what you needed to do next, right? You just went out and you played. And that's a way of showing up. That's a way of focusing on certain things. And one, just, I mean, if we look at the situation, it's being present where you're at. And the thing is, is that I know as sometimes when we're thinking about this sense of play that this idea of guilt may rush in at the thought of taking time off because we feel we need to justify the fact that it's important or urgent. And when I say taking time off, insert anything like guilt may rush in at the thought of playing or doing something for yourself or having fun at work because we feel this need 
to justify that if it doesn't seem important or urgent, that we will not, that it, it's not valid. It's not okay to do it. Meaning, you know, you might justify taking a vacation when you haven't had a vacation in five years. You might justify going and visiting a friend because they're getting married or it's their birthday or something like that because you deem that as important and urgent. And then that way when you're talking to people, you can justify it in your mind. And I think that this is just like this is that perception or I know it's just a perception of just what are we – how are we approaching this time off or this this thing that we're doing to play? We sadly might get to a point where even being playful almost feels like an annoyance. And I'm speaking from experience here. Like I know that, you know, being around kids sometimes, like, you know, I've like, you know, you'll see adults, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like I wish they would just stop playing or they would just focus, right? Or I wish they would take this more seriously or whatever. And it's just because we lose our tolerance for play. And then we don't want other people (laughs) to be playing. And I just want to invite you for a moment, one, to not make yourself wrong for that. Like it is what we are trained to do to actually just be like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) But it's not – and that just causes more pain, right? So how do we invite – more pleasure and more play into our life, we have to be open to it. We have to create it. So we want to perhaps stop listening to this adult voice coming in and say, be serious, be responsible, and get back to work. Tisk tisk, stop playing. Right? That voice, we want to start to quiet that voice and start to focus in on something else. I don't know about you, but that voice is not something that I want to be listening to. It does not feel useful and it does not feel fun and it's not aligned with what I want in my life. So the key is to be intentional about creating pleasure and play in our lives. How can you create more pleasure and more play in your life? This is at work and at home. This is everywhere. And there's an invitation here that you may have not noticed, but it's an invitation for you to be creative. So it might challenge you a little bit at the beginning and you might be like, well, I don't even know what to do. Yes, I want to have more play, but I don't know what to do. What do I do? And I get that. So I want to invite you to do something that – I often do with my clients, and this isn't actually like the technical way of how we do it, but I kind of renamed it and redid the process of it um, recently um, as a kind of looking at it as like a summer playlist of you looking at how, you know, just thinking of some ideas that you can do that would be playful for you. And I think it's just because when we're doing something new, we're unfamiliar, we don't really know how to do it, and it feels really weird and perhaps even awkward. 
And so what's helpful is that when you're in this place to go ahead and just think about it, to give it some time, to let it marinate, to let this thought be in and you start to explore and be curious, very important word, to be curious about how you can invite more play into your life. So we're going to create a summer playlist and I will share mine with you so you can know what I mean. So here's what I want you to do is you're going to make your playlist of activities. You're going to think of things that give you an increase in energy. So these are ridiculous ways for you to have fun. Okay. The more ridiculous, the better, but also they don't have to be ridiculous, but I just want to invite you to almost expand over into that side of ridiculousness so that you can maybe meet back in the middle, right? Because if you have a very strong, we're going to call it an adult voice, a very serious voice in your mind, then when you expand over into that section, it's going to be a little bit easier for you to kind of come back to the middle. Hopefully you know what I mean by that. Think of things that give you an increase in energy when you think about doing them. The reason that I like this phrase, I should say, in as an increase in energy is because this could mean so many different things, but it's moving in the direction that we want to be going, right? If it feels contracting or you have a decrease in energy, then that's a sign that mm, maybe we shouldn't move in that direction. So when we have an increase in energy, it feels expansive. And even though here, like when I think about doing things that perhaps are playful or maybe even a decision around um, like a business decision, and I have an increase in energy, sometimes that increase in energy, it feels like two different things happening at once. One, it might feel really exciting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's like feels really good to think about doing that. But also I might have some nervousness or like a, some anxiety. And some might say that that would be a decrease in energy. Well, what I can tell in my body is that that increase in energy, that type of anxiety or that type of nervousness is actually a good thing. That it's like, oh, I'm nervous, but it feels expansive. Hopefully you know what I mean by that, right? Whereas like a decrease in energy might feel like, oh, like that just feels flat. Like I feel like that is like an obligation or that way of doing it doesn't really feel like the way that I want to do it. Like I feel like I'm conforming into a box. So we're making a playlist of activities that increase your energy. Okay, so that's what we want to focus on. And if we go back to this mountain example for a moment, the your experience, when you're looking at, when you're thinking about that experience of you being like, I'm so grateful I have my legs, I'm making it up to the top, look how far I've come, look at this view, and you're appreciating things around you, that obviously, hopefully you can see the difference here, is an increase in energy. Even someone being around that can feel that increase in energy. Whereas my experience when we were talking about that was, you know, me complaining and kind of bringing down the mood, right? That's that decrease in energy. It's like I'm focusing on the things that are not great. So 
you're going to make a playlist of activities that increase your energy. And I'll share mine here in a minute just to give you some inspiration. The other thing that I want you to be thinking about here, step two of this, would be pair play with your work tasks. What is one thing you can keep or that you keep avoiding? What is one thing that you keep avoiding but would feel good to have done? And how can you shift your way of doing it? So we'll go back to the mountain example for a moment. Like let's say you had a commitment to hike a mountain and you're like, I really don't want to do it, (laughs) but you need to do it. So, and you know that it would feel good to have done it. When you think about moving forward and you're like, you know, it would feel good to have completed this thing, insert anything here. But the way that you've been thinking about going about doing that activity, the way that you've been thinking about how it's going to be when you hike up the mountain and you're thinking about perhaps what my experience looked like. I was complaining and you're thinking about your feet hurting and maybe it would be hard to breathe and you're not even sure what you would wear and you're like, what if the weather's really hot and I'm not able to like get sunscreen or whatever, right? Like you're thinking about all these other things. You're thinking about it in a way that does not feel good to do it. But you know on the front end it would feel good to have done it. It would feel good to hike the mountain. But everything that you're thinking about when you imagine yourself doing it are things that do not feel good. So what we want to do is we want to look at how can I do this thing in a way that is perhaps playful? What if it were fun? What if it was really fun to do this task? What if it was really fun to hike this mountain? How would I do it in a way that would be fun for me, that would feel good for me, that would be aligned for me? One of my favorite examples here I think that most people can resonate with is when you're thinking about exercise. Like um, I do CrossFit. I also do yoga. Sometimes I go for a run. And those things feel good for me but on different days, right? Sometimes like I'm like there's no way that I want to go on a run today. And then there's some days that I'm like, you know, like I would love to do that today. So basically the task, the work task would be exercise, but I'm finding a different way to do it that feels good for me. So it's like, okay, exercise. I want to move. I know it would feel good to have moved today. What does that look like today? What does it look like to feel good? What feels playful for me? You know what? I'm going to go paddleboarding. I'm going to go on a walk and listen to a podcast. I'm going to call a friend and see if they want to go on a run with me. So what I want you to start doing is finding ways to do things that feel effing good to you. Not just okay, but really good. So many of you guys that I have talked to, and this happens usually in the beginning when I'm when I'm first enrolling a client, is that people will not like say what they actually want because there's guilt in saying what they actually want and they 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 feel like if they say what they actually want or how they want to do it or the way that the thing that would make them feel really good that that means that they're not grateful for their current situation bs bs you can have a great life and want things to be better so if you have had that thought like Let's just pause and correct this for a moment. If you've had that thought that, well, things are fine, 
things are pretty good. I shouldn't want more or I don't need any more, right? It's like just be happy with where you're at. Like, yes, okay, practice gratitude. I think that this is a huge part, right? I'm not saying don't be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for what you have and you can want more. You can have things be better. You can have things be great. Maybe they're good right now and you want them to be great. And even if for somebody else that might have the same situation as you and you think like, oh, well, I made it this far and I should just be grateful for what I have and I, you know, shouldn't want anything more. You guys, this is one of the biggest things that I support people to overcome is actually going for the things that they want and creating the life that actually feels them, that lights them up. And we unfortunately don't even give ourselves enough time to even discover what that might be because we're so busy operating from default and going through the motions and having that adult voice run our lives, be responsible, be serious, get back to work. And I say, F it. No more. What do you want? Go create it. Have it be amazing. Have it be so great that you're just like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted. I know that this is possible for you because there is way too much evidence that I've experienced seeing other people do this over and over and over again and then being like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I made this one decision that built on the next one, that built on the next one and the next one and the next one and next one. And now I'm here and I'm doing this thing that I thought that I would never do. Or I'm doing this thing that I kept on putting off for years and years and years. Whatever it might be, moving to your ideal city, you know, starting a business, starting a side hustle, um, asking someone out on a date, like going on a date saving a certain amount of money, taking the vacation, making a certain amount of money, having a baby, having a baby or a kid and doing life the way that you actually want to do it. I've helped a lot of people do that, which has been really cool. To really, truly design the life that feels amazing for you. Okay. So I digress when it comes to that just for this moment so that we can get through this episode. But that is just so important, you guys. Like I cannot express it enough when it comes to you having more play in your life because this is what the upgrade is, right? We're upgrading this. We're not saying like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do a little bit of work and then have a little bit of time off and then, you know, my life will be pretty good. Like go play. What's your version of play? What does your life look like when it has a lot of play in it? And if you can see in step two, what this isn't about is it doesn't mean that you're never working. I'm actually having you look at it as how can you integrate play into your work? How can you have your job feel more enjoyable? And my experience here that I can share with you is that you know, there was a while there where my business, even though I loved, I love what I do and I loved what I do at this time when I'm talking about it, felt like it felt like grueling work, anything outside of coaching because I love coaching 
And I was like, how can I do things in a way that actually feels good for me, that feels like play, that feels like me actually expressing myself in a way that feels truly aligned? What does it look like for me to run a business in a way that feels really good for me? And that's that invitation of play. And that's actually a big reason why the podcast was created because I was like, you know what? Marketing feels like work. (laughs) And I don't want it to feel like that. I want to be able to give this content to people for free. And I want to be able to support more people in that. And if I have to do that in minute little slots on Instagram or you know, in one post, like that felt constrictive, that decreased my energy. And even though I still do some of that stuff, it's born from a place of this feels expansive. This is what I'm going to share, right? But the podcast is a consistent way that feels good for me to do that. So this can be done in any way. Like let's say if you're running your business, it's like letting go of the way that you've been told to run your business, that it needs to be rigid and needs to be a certain way. It's like, What if you had more play in there? What if you looked at it in a way that was creative? Okay, so that's step two. So step one was make your playlist. Step two was pair play with your work tasks. And step three is seek opportunities to be childlike throughout the day. I'm going to have an emphasis on the word be. Seek opportunities to be childlike throughout your day. So maybe this is with your partner. Maybe this is when you're cooking dinner. Maybe this is in the morning, you're dancing in the shower, singing in the shower. Find those little small moments where you can allow yourself to be more childlike. And I'm curious to see how that goes for you. So I'm going to share my summer playlist for you just to give you guys a little bit of inspo. This is obviously a running list. Like it's not ending, but this is one that I sent out to my email list. One of them is paddleboarding, practicing handstands and probably falling off, <laughs> um, playing a game in the park, dancing to any and all music, especially in the kitchen, popping champagne for no reason with some friends, watercoloring and intentionally not doing it well, <laughs> putting my feet in rivers I hike by. This is something, this is such a great memory when um, Sam and I first started dating. This was a while ago now, but I remember we went on like a little trip and I remember like we were driving by and I saw this river and I was like, I want to go put my feet in that river. And it was funny because like I thought that I th- I just said it in my head, which I normally think that I do that sometimes, <laughs> but I had said it out loud and he was like, okay, let's go. And I was like, oh gosh. I was like, he probably thinks I'm so weird. <laughs> and I remember we stopped And we hiked down this hill and put our feet, like took our socks and shoes off and put our feet in this freezing cold river. And um, and anyway, it was a lot of fun and just, you know, created some core memories for us. So you never know what these things can do for you, right? Like doing cartwheels in open spaces, this is another one. I mean, I've kind of been doing this like for a while now. I think that some of my friends are like, oh, yeah, I've seen her do that before. Um, but, um, what are your versions of this, right? Like, I know that these might sound absolutely ridiculous to you, (laughs) but like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, I am owning this here so that hopefully it inspires you to own this part of yourself too. Okay. 
So I would love to see your list. So share your list with me on Instagram. Just tag me, Well Wolf, and I want to see some of the things that you're writing down on there. I want to leave you with this quote by Elizabeth Gilbert that I heard today, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is very related to the episode I'm recording today. So she talks about creative living. So I like to think of that as like this idea of being playful. So she says, creative living is any life that you live where your decisions are based more strongly on your curiosity than your fear. And if you consistently, habitually, routinely, and at every sort of intersection and decision of your life, make decisions based on curiosity rather than fear, then you will be engaging with a creative life. Your life itself will sort of become a work of art. All right, you guys, I'm going to catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at WellWolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.